experience the ripple effect. This is the Empowering Youth Podcast from Building Utah Youth. A nonprofit organization established in 2007 to provide powerful leadership training to the youth of our communities. And now, here's your host, by board member, co-owner of Rapport International and certified trainer, Brett Johnston. Hello and welcome back to the Empowering Youth Podcast. I'm Brett Johnston. I'm JJ Chanowski. And tonight we have Marissa Reardon here with her wonderful husband, Kyle, and we're honored to have both of you here with us. And... You know, 2010 is when you went to teen class, but this journey of rapport started for you, Marissa, way before that in your family. And so it's an honor to have you guys here tonight. It's an honor to hear your story because you have a beautiful family that you two have built together, three amazing kids that you're now chasing around yourselves. As I think back to, um, you know, your life a little bit. It wasn't that long ago you were running around that little girl and so much has happened since. So we're eager to dive in and hear about it and also learn about it. So Kyle, we talked to you before we got started tonight. Anything you have to throw in tonight, throw it in there, share, uh, you know, help her, you know, think through her story because you know so much about it and you know her better than anyone else in this room besides herself. So where do you want to start? Wherever you want to. I'm the one. Let's go the back. One. Let's go back. How far back do you want to go? We can go to when this started for my family. Sure. Wherever you want. The first time I remember. What was your childhood like? It was fantastic. It was anarchy, but it was awesome. I remember when they started talking about building Utah youth and I was at Lagoon for an SCI company party. I was like, I can't wait to go. And you were like like 12 or something. Yeah, I was counting down. How old were you then? I bet you I was 11 or 12, 11 or 12. Yeah. Yeah. So you remember when, I mean, so think back to younger years, what was your family like, you know, what was it like growing up as a Sorensen because also, also known as right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was it like growing up in your family? Um, it was a challenge. You, you were expected to be, uh, you gotta get in out of your family shadow when you have family like mine who cast a big shadow you know my dad he and my grandpa have both done incredible things with their life with SCI and their company and you know stepping out of that and really stepping into my own was really something I had to work on Um, because I felt like I carried a chip on my shoulder for a long time about even that young. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and my parents, so my parents got divorced at, I want to say I was 13. So right after, after that lagoon trip, um, my parents got separated and it was really sudden. They actually were in a trip in Mexico and they came home and asked for a divorce and it was done right after that. So um, my tell, tell, tell the listeners about your family because it's a big family. It's blossomed. Yes. But, but you know, the whole family dynamics, siblings, you know, tell okay. the story from that aspect. So we can, everybody can kind of wrap their head around, you know, this Sorensen anarchy you're talking about <laughs> the, the clan, yeah. right? It was a yeah. clan. Yeah. So my grandma and grandpa started at Sorensen construction 
a long time ago. I really wish I was a diehard still and knew when he started the business. But they had more than shovels. Yeah. 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 Um, and then they had four awesome sons and one of them being my father and that my father, my dad's had three daughters of his own and, you know, Mila, Maddie and me. And then he remarried in 2017 and we gained three more awesome siblings. I could talk. Um, Dominic, Deja and Chanel. Mm -hmm. So we are, we are out there. But growing up, three, three sisters running around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's the oldest? Me. That's right. I'm who's the oldest. oldest in your dad's family? My dad. That's right. Yeah. And I'm the oldest grandchild. I feel like I've got the So children. oldest, oldest, <laughs> and then oldest, right? I love it. So this love is part of the story. So yeah. it's an important part of the yeah. story. Yeah. So there was a lot of expectations for you. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to be a big sister. Yep. Growing up. Way... Yeah, growing up, I got to be a big sister, and I have. Then I probably wouldn't have said this, but don't that we're not going to let them hear this part. Maybe yeah, they don't get to hear this. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty great now. They're, oh, they're yeah, great now, but they're, they're, they're they were they were terrible then. <laughs> they said the same thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <That's> so true. <laughs> for for a family that yeah. loves each other so much, yeah, right? it was yeah. not always that way. There was always love, but it was like yeah, I don't have to like you. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. So what was it like growing up being a big sister, that dynamic, the responsibilities in the house? Um, you know, the responsibilities changed when my parents got divorced, definitely. Um, I did have to step up a lot more, pull my weight. Parents were at work trying to build careers, and now they're both doing it on their own, so to speak. And um, I got to do my share of taking my sister to dance and stuff like that. So when they, when they separated and they got divorced, what did that, you know, how did that make you feel? What were some of the things that were going on for you? Oh, I felt like the weight of my shoulder or the weight of the world was on my shoulders. Um, a lot of my childhood or my younger adolescence. Um, I feel like a lot of my parents were absent in the single life. Um, not necessarily my dad, but, um, he was always a little bit preoccupied with shooting trap or running a business. And so I, I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) Well, it's like, you know, so many people as youth, their parents get divorced or separate. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's important to understand that when we have feelings, we're not the only ones that feel that way. Mm -hmm. So that's why I asked the question, you know, how did that make you feel? What were some of the thoughts and, um, you know, things you were telling yourself at the time and, and, you know, some of the, the things that you had to do and, and you, how you had to mold and adapt. Um, you know, I, my dad always said, you, got to gut it out Mm. if you if you feel something you got to gut it out um and so that's kind of how i've lived my life because of that you know did you feel like it was any of the kids fault did you feel some like anger i I was angry for a really long time and i fed into that temper and was so mad yeah. For so long, I, mainly at my dad, because 
screw you, dude, you left. But yeah, but he really didn't. I, yeah. That was just my mindset at the time. Like my dad's great, but for a long time I was very mad and I would go around picking fights with my dad, with my parents, with Michelle. Mm-hmm. That, that was, that was fun. And growing from having my parents married to now my dad is cohabitating with another female and we're figuring out the dynamics in somewhat of a healthy manner to have a blended family. And I was, it was wild, but, and, but we figured it out. So when that responsibility was placed on you after they got divorced, you know, that was where some of the anger came from. Yeah. And resentment. Yeah. So how did you begin to work through those things? Um, you know, I started working through it at, when I first went through teen. Um, that was a huge breakthrough for me. Mm. And it really was a slow going process of gutting out years of what I had held on to that I would thought I was so mad about. Um, but once it, I there was different each time I went on team or um, went through Eagle Quest. There was different things going on in my life that I feel each on team opportunity molded me into who I am today. And there was also massive things I was going through each time and each hurdle. I went through the on team routine um, and whatnot. But as you think back to um, what were some of the things besides the resentment and anger and, and blame, what were some of the other things that you were, you were kind of holding on to? Um, it ultimately my whole, I held myself back by having that way of thinking um, personally. I, cause I felt like that there was a finger to blame yeah, yeah, so it has to be somebody is at fault, right? That's yeah, the way you the know, mind works. You're the bad guy, yeah. you know. But once I let go of that initial, you know what, you're not, that's not it. Just let it go. So stop right there. That is what I'm looking for. If you could look back now and tell yourself back then to let go, is that what you're, that's what you concluded out of that? Yeah, let go of that anger and the hate and everything that you carry towards your parents. And, you know, I, I, I'm looking back at it now, coming from a parent standpoint, I, I was mad at my parents for things that I had no idea what they were going through, their trials, their tribulations. And once I became a parent, I learned that um, they were all going through some shit and you know what? They handled it. It wasn't the greatest, but we moved past it. Yes, you do. Yeah, I love that. So I want to spend some time hearing you've spoke at our gala before. A few times. Yeah. And you always do a wonderful job connecting. It's very personal for you. It's very deep for you. There's, and it, and it, keeps, to, it keeps getting better yeah. right? because you keep living more life. Yeah. So- Going back and reliving just a little bit of your training, you talked about going to teen uh, leadership breakthrough, and that's where some of the realization and ownership of moving from that 
I'll call it victim mindset or, yeah. you know, coming from that place of anger and animosity and all those things that don't serve us and starting to focus on where the person that you want to be and even starting to heal and forgive. What was that process like for you and how did that trend help transition you a little bit that first, you know, class? Um, the first class? Yeah, teen leadership breakthrough. You know, I think back to teen leadership. And I'm not going to lead on to what, because, you know, you haven't went yet. Um, <laughs> All will be known in due time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Trust the process. I mean, we don't rehash the class, but it's really talking about what you gained, what you learned, what you, you know, experienced. For me, there's a process, and I'm sure you're going to know exactly which one I'm talking about. But at that point in my life, I needed, I needed a damn hug so bad. Mm. And I was able to accept that and let it in for the first time in a really long time. And that was after you'd gotten a little love from your family. Yeah. Little, Ow, that stung a little. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's the truth. At that moment in time, you just received a little love from your family and then you got to have some love from your class. Yeah. So in that process to tell that, you know, your story, you got a letter one of those nights, how did that impact you? I still have them to this day. If that tells you how much mm -hmm. it impacted me, you know, we cleaned out our storage unit and I have a, a big chest filled with stuff. And so all my important, you know, keepsakes. And I reread my letters about a week ago from my original class wow. because I am, I guess some people would call that a hoarder, but I, I hold on to every key here. meaningful things. Yes, yes. Yes. I'm on your team. Yeah. Um, and so I like to reread my letters a lot of the times. Um, hearing my dad tell me that he loved me, my mom, that he loved me. The one that truly hit home for me that rocked me to my core and still rocks me is my grandma, Deb Sorensen's. <laughs> every time I, she says some heartfelt stuff and I'm like, Oh, grandma, stop it. What did she say? If you don't um, mind. How proud of me she was. And basically she was proud of everything that I had overcame in my life at that point and the strength that it had taken to overcome those things and what she loved about me basically. Love that. It gave you a lot of strength. Yeah. My grandma always does. Yeah. So I know, and I know she's been a, a huge role model, mentor, yeah. you know, all those things. And as we, as you came out of that class, there's always goals. There's a newfound sense of self. There's some self-respect, um, self-love. There's just a lot of power when you walk out of, do you remember that power, that feeling that you had walking out of that first class? Oh, I, you know, my parents bought me a Buzz Lightyear go back. Okay. <laughs> Listen, this is serious. And it had a zipper in the top and you unzip it and you have a Buzz Lightyear head. Okay. I ran all the way down the hill <laughs> from the environmental center oh. with the Buzz Lightyear head. <laughs> strapped around my head oh. you know to and it's funny it's a full circle because i now tell my kids to infinity and beyond yeah. which is funny love that um not everybody gets to 
you know, go to that class, but walking out of there, you were given tools and you, and you're talking about those tools. So let's talk about a little bit of application because we know when you came out of class, life didn't just randomly get sunshine and rainbows. There was still a lot of work to do. And there's still yep. a lot of, of those feelings are still there. You just now are understanding that it's your responsibility to work through them. Yeah, correct. So what are some of the first conversations, you know, some of the insights that you took from the training and application for them? How'd you apply what you learned? Um, I definitely tell people how much I love them now. Mm. Um, it might be a random thought, but I'm going to tell them how much I love them. And I don't care if they accept it or not. Sometimes <laughs> your love language isn't <laughs> words of affirmation, but I'm going to tell you how much I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I What's love your it. love language, Kyle? Was that touch? Yeah. yeah touch. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. weird. Most of the guys know. Mostly guys. Yeah. Rub my feet. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> Anyways, off, off, off beat. Just making sure you were clear on what yeah. it is. Yeah. 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 And the only reason I said that is because what she, what she just said and how she said it. Oh. So I, I want to back up just a little bit. You touched on your, on your kids and being a mom. And that was so impactful because you looked at your parents going through the divorce and you had a lot of anger. And one of the things that you said that struck me that I want to make sure that I'm clear on that you had to let go because the only person you're in charge of is your mind, body, and your spirit. So you had to let go of that and you became a parent and you got emotional for a second and you were talking about, I understood once I became a parent, what did you mean by that? Um, so what I mean by that is when you become a parent, um, you get so wrapped up in what you're doing now. Your kid Who does? Me, Who gets I, so wrapped I up? get so wrapped up in, um, my kids won't, <laughs> won't stay off the counter. They're dumping stuff out. They're this, that, and the other. And, um, you know, I've got a million other things going on. I'm running a business. I am trying to get your garden done. <laughs> I'm she getting, doesn't try anything. Oh yeah, my God. I got farming. it done. It was beautiful. You know, it's farming. Back, we are abundance. Yes. Yes. Um, but so you, I've gone through all of these things as a parent. And I think back to what my parents must have gone through. My parents had me, my dad was 19. Um, my mom was 18 and so how old were you when you became a mom? 20, 27. Yeah. And so as you think back to being 19 and 20. And I'm like, I, you know, bless their soul. But yes. think about when they were yes. going through these struggles yeah. and how old, and it's a lot. It is. And you can't carry that anger with you. Mm. Um. So I, you know, my general concept from when I became a mom is a phoenix because I was reborn when I became a mom because I start to see from a different perspective than I seen before. Amen. <sighs> so that that's what you meant. By yeah, that, you, that, you know, I get it. But now, I had to be there in the moment. I feel like to completely understand and fully let it go. Like, yes, I have had an amazing relationship with my parents. Do we have every family has their dynamics and oh, yours is special yeah you know what <laughs> and we all have 
clash of the clans or whatever you want to call it. Um, but at the end of the day, you can't be mad for something that one, they have no control over you can. And two, I, I, I can't control it. So let it go. You know, if you've got to write it on a piece of paper and burn it or I like that. Break I've never heard that or whatever, just let it go because it, it's holding you back. It was holding me back from my highest or my next version of myself and the goals that I can achieve, I needed to let go to move to the next phase of my life. Yeah. And as I'm thinking about her, I'm thinking about you talking about that. Um, what was your warrior name? Uh, Envious Tiger. Envious Tiger. I love it. Because you're talking about like, you have to let go of something and able to, in order to be able to grab the next thing. Yes. I'm big I'm, process in that. Yeah. I'm very ambitious. So, and, and very aggressive. And, <laughs> We're looking at Kyle. We're looking at Kyle saying he lives with me and he deals with me and knows that I'm very assertive. And is that true, Kyle? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he loves you. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. So about your name, Envious Tiger. Um, Envious Tiger was because I wanted to look at myself and feel envy that I felt for everyone else. So kind of nip the envy of others in the butt and then tiger obviously because i am very aggressive and when whether it's life or being a parent i you know i take a very serious approach on everything that i do and there's a lot of intensity that comes with that so that's why envious tiger i love it that's a great name yeah i gotta think of a name I got to go to Eagle Quest. All in due time. Yes. Oh, no. So let's fast forward um, coming out of what. So when did you go to Eagle Quest? 2013. Okay. So 20, 2010, 2013 Eagle Quest. And how old were you then? In See, 2013, yeah. 18. Yeah, 18. So just right there at the. It went, did you go with a group from you from here when you went? To Eagle Quest? Yeah. No. no. By yourself? Yep. Wow. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Not too many people get to do that for sure. Yeah. Um, so my grandparents actually bought the class for me at the one of the oh, first yeah. galas. When, one of the first galas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We call them. We call gala. them gala. gala. Some people say gala. gala. Okay. My dad. It's me and okay. my dad. Well, this is a fight with me and my dad. It's a fight always. Gala. Um, gala. <laughs> gala. <laughs> well, one of the one of the neat things to to throw in here is the fact that your dad was one of the original founders of Building Utah Youth, yes. and you know one of the brainchilds behind creating it. Yep. And how awesome would it be to bring this training here for our, our kids? And you get to you were one of the first who got to, within the first few years. Yeah, they got to go to class. Yeah, um, and then probably one of the first they got to go to Eagle Quest. Really, yeah. Um, what did you learn? What were some of the stories that you told yourself when you went to that class? I knew you were going to. I am going. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Eagle Quest was by far my favorite so far. Um, the things I told myself were that one, I was not going to amount to anything. And I was a bad sister. Um, I, I am a family person. I've always been a family protector, you know, it's my siblings. So, um, when I went through teen, 
it was all about my siblings and I wasn't going to amount to anything and they weren't going to be proud of me. Mm. So that's what I told myself. And, and where did that come from? I mean, when you say that, um, where did that come from? Where? Yeah. The need to make my siblings and family proud of me. But you kept on saying to yourself that I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Until then. Until then. But did that start yeah. because you were okay. the big sister? Did that start after the, after, you know, you had to step up? Yeah. yeah. It started after you had to step up? Yeah. That's when that started. And that was about yeah. 13. Yeah. When you had felt like you really had to step up and lead the, the family and uh, be the mom kind of a No, okay. I think it was, it was prior to Before that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Part of that big sister piece. Yeah. 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 So did it, I mean, being able to do that and, and you were able to overcome so many of those stories. So what are the, some of the stories that you left that class telling yourself? Uh, so remember that it's all about leaving there and you have affirmations and you have this saying for yourself leaving uh, the, and I'm not expecting you to say it verbatim or anything like that, but what, what was your belief leaving there? How, how did you leave that training? Um, knowing without a shadow of a doubt that, you know, I am a good sister. I am a good, I, I am a good child then, you know, cause I wasn't a mom then. Um, I am powerful. I overcome. Yeah. You know, so fast, fast forward a little bit. Cause I, I mean, I want to get to the good stuff cause there's so many good things that have happened. I mentioned you, you've spoken at several, you know, of the, yeah. of the gills, right? Yep. And you've also been back and given back on team multiple times. Yep. So what's that experience like and why has it been so transformational for you? Um, considering that you've already had some training, why is it important to you to continue to number one, give back, but also to continue to learn? Um, because that's what life's about. Constantly evolving, growing, being uncomfortable. <laughs> Life is uncomfortable, but at least you're alive. Yes. Yeah, we get to live every day and have that intensity. So you've, you've challenged yourself. Yes. Um, share with the listeners some of the ways, at least one or two ways in which you have really challenged yourself because you have, you've yeah. done some awesome things. Yeah. So share. Uh, you know, one of the things that I also had to let go of that I kind of raised over and I didn't graduate high school with my class and I, Oh my God, I, I carried that on my shoulders forever. Why uh, didn't you? Why didn't I? Yep. Uh, cause I would have partied. Yeah. A little uh, defiant. Yes. A little rebellious. Yeah. But on the, on the flip side, just going to throw that out there real quick. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, it was self-discovery. Self <laughs> yeah. You were figuring it out. I mean, the reason why I'm bringing it up is you're not alone. No, no, no. Yeah. And so we want to talk about it Yeah. because sure. I know that it has not held you. It no longer holds you. It no, no longer serves I, you. you I have let over, it go. You've overcome and let it go. So that's why I want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I didn't graduate high school, but I went back and I did. I graduated. I got my GD, GED. And my goal going into college was to have a better GPA than I had in high school, which is, I mean, not setting the bar very high, but I friggin' busted the ceiling on that and maintained the 3.98 GPA wow. all through college. Um, I was 
a part of four national honor societies. Nice. Yes. Um, for business and operations. Yeah, let's see. I've lost a hundred pounds twice in my life now. Holy You're awesome. Um, I started, we started a business together. Um, Mosh performance. We're just starting out in auto detailing. We're hoping to grow. Just oh, like I, I love those services. So we'll talk after I'm definitely, <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely your, I'm your guy. Well, we, yeah. we'd eventually like yeah. to be able to do other things. So I want to back up though, to, um, what would you tell someone in high school right now who is really struggling mm. to finish, to graduate? Don't quit yourself. Cause the only one you're quitting on is yourself. And you have the choice to change your circumstances. Um, I I really don't know how to elaborate on this one further. I love it. I, I love what you said. I I mean, don't quit yourself because if anything, if I have learned anything over the last decade um, of experiences, is to don't quit yourself. And if there's anyone in this world that you would bet on is always going to be yourself because you've got this, you hang in there, you know yourself, but you can't quit yourself in the final hour. No, you're too close. I, I relate strongly to sports analogies. So yeah, but my next question is, um, and, and I, and I love that answer, you know, don't give up on yourself. Um, and there's so many out there that are questioning is this for me? Is this right for me? I've got more purpose. Um, and, and it's the fact that you quit that stings the most yeah. that giving up on yourself part yeah. of the stings the most. And there's a way to do it without giving up on yourself. Yeah. And yet, would you change that? That I didn't graduate? No. Because it did what for you? It pushed me to grow. It pushed you when you went to college yeah. to show up and get that GPA. Yeah. And, and so the one thing that I want to share on that is I believe without a doubt that you wouldn't change it, but it, it's still that pain and that struggle, yeah. um, giving, giving the feedback to others, you know, it's I, like, don't give up on yourself. Like go for it, go hard at it though. Don't give it anything less than all you've got. Like, I don't want to put any of my family on blast. Cause you know, I do have other family members that have chose that same path. And, um, you see that holding them back in their life to this day. And once you just decide to give every, give it everything you've got, then high school is nothing. College is nothing. You know, pretty soon, uh, you know, you're running businesses, you are handling so many moving parts and you're maintaining what everyone else is honestly bitching about. So you don't quit. You. So it's burning the boats that I've heard over and over again. When you say, give it all you got. Yeah. I I'm an all or nothing. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So what is all in to you? What do you mean by giving it all you got? I want to It depends sure. on the person for you. Yeah. For me, if I was a kid struggling to finish high school, cause that was your original question. Um, and somebody said, give it all you got. I probably would be like, you know what? Screw you, dude. It's a lot easier said than done. But no, I can promise you the bill for regret. There's a famous video. The bill for regret 
is a lot more than if you would have just sent it or gave it everything you've got. Because one day you're going to have to face the fact that, you know, you were your own worst enemy. Yeah, and those those choices and that bill of regret, they come due. Yep. Um, and some of them just keep asking for more and more and more until you make the choice to shift that into that fuel for that fire to move forward. Yeah. And that's what you've done. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about losing over a hundred pounds twice. My question for you is why? <laughs> the first time was uh choice. Second time pregnancy, you know, it, but I mean the you made the choice though. It was like, yeah. you know what? I, uh, this, because you've always been, since I've known you, you've always been such a beautiful, beautiful woman. Like always, you know, young, young woman, beautiful now. And you've always had that sense. And I know how that's what you felt. That's who you fell in love with, right? She's always had that sense about her. Um, and so you make this choice for yourself to go lose this weight. Why, why did you make that choice? What, 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 what got you to that place? And then how did you do it? Um, what got me to that point when I couldn't, my thought process in the, the first time I've done it, I did it, not have done it. I did it. Um, I wanted to have kids one day and I wanted to be able to play soccer with my kids in the yard. The second time I did it was because I couldn't play soccer with the kids in the yard anymore. And I, you know, yeah, the pregnancy got the best of her. Yeah. There's lots of, there's lots of things to go on during that, but, but no, the, the, being able to have the courage though, to do it again, like you knew you could, you're, you still had the, I guarantee you Kyle wasn't telling you to do it. No, no. Yeah. Cause he would just tell me, you know, you've got to choose on your own. No one's going to tell you to do it. But no your mind, you nothing. but your mindset, you're all in, you just said it. Yeah. So once you go all in, there's no, no pulling me off. Nobody can stop you. No. Get out of the way. Yeah. I'm bulldozer. Love it. I love that. So now next, I can't wait to hear how you two met. Yes, please. <laughs> Cause I do not know the answer to this. Dude, a party long time ago. We dated for a long time and he flaked out on me, but he rekindled it. Whatever. On Instagram weird thing and he took me out on a date and it was the scariest moment of his life <laughs> was it i want to no. hear more that's a lie <laughs> i want to hear your version cow no yes we did meet at a party at my mother's house <laughs> <laughs> uh dated for a few days and then that's when i was my ex-wife left me the first time and ended up going back to my ex-wife and then you had a baby had two babies with her and then got divorced and then started talking to Marissa again. Yeah. We've been dating ever since. We've been pretty inseparable. Yeah. He's the end of my yang. Well, I remember <laughs> I when that. now I now I remember when you guys actually started dating, really dating. I remember that part. Um and you definitely were fired up about it. Pretty happy about yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, he's the bee's knees. He is the bee's knees. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> What was different for you? Oh. Oh. I'm going to put you on the spot. You are putting me on the yeah. spot. <laughs> <laughs> a challenge. Uh, I don't know. I mean, in, in any time we go through things in life, we have perspective. So you have a certain perspective. What's, you know, what, what's so um, amazing here now? What, what's different? Um, I kind of started 
seeing how how much she's changed and she was she was actually just what were you just coming out of team or something on, on team oh, yeah on team um, yeah on team yeah because and this was that her, was right before the gala yeah gala whatever gala. it is but <laughs> yeah I don't know it's her energy her energy yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love I don't know that I was, was in a dark cute. place in my in my life at that time and just, so what, did, what did she do took, for you? She brought you out of it? Yeah, definitely brought me out of it. Yeah. We went through some, some things too. and We've grown. Yeah. Because um, I can tell that you definitely brought her out of, you know, some darker places. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about your marriage for a minute. Okay. Because you guys have, you're a family of five now. Yes. Yeah. So let's hear about the family of five. Okay. So there's Kyle and I, obviously, and our three amazing children, Presley, who is seven, and she is a spitball of just fire. And she's also really nice, too. Um, <laughs> fire. Fire. <laughs> Love it. Love it. it. You know, I, I raise them to be that way, honestly, because yeah. it's unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know they, you might be a little scary at yeah. first, but that's on them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know Presley. Some days she'll go to school dressed in uh, eighteen different colors, but it's fine. And yeah. uh, you know Waylon, he is five, and he's our challenging one. I he, like Waylon. He's a boy, <laughs> and he wakes up and chooses chaos every morning. And then we've got Javery, who's two. And she's a little mini Rue, mini me. I love it. Yeah. Waylon's, because she is a mini. Waylon's trained her well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's then, good. And then she starts in acting like me and I'm like, oh, here we yeah. go. And then you have a farm. Yes. A farm and a, yeah. of abundance. Yes. <laughs> what do you have? Um, like a garden. Yes, that we're talking nice. about. We're, we're talking about okay. the garden. Just checking. We're talking Just checking. about the, besides the, the Besides the three yeah. kids? That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a Should lot. see the fence. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I've got a garden and some, I don't know. And you started your own business. Yes. And working towards growing that. What's the vision and future of that? You said you've got a vision for that. What, where, where is it going? Eventually, we would like to have detailing full time and then offer other services like yeah, the fancy wraps that everyone loves yeah. on their vehicles. All yeah. the good stuff. Wraps, yeah. tint. Like I even mm. thought um, being able to do wraps on like ATVs nice um your snowmobiles four-wheelers your can-ams or whatever so that's where you see your you taking this too yes is that your background have you had uh, some experience most doing that? of the detailing is mm -hmm. and then the other stuff i'm kind of just learning now like the wraps and stuff yeah mm -hmm. it's exciting yeah yeah it's pretty fun i did my snowmobile this last year and it it took me a while about 12 hours but <laughs> i think yeah. if i did a few more times i'd get pretty good at it if we were the ones printing it I, that's what I want to do is print it. Print it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they don't fit exactly right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can do it that way, but it, it would take a lot longer, a lot more uh, time. So JJ usually has a fantastic question when we get towards you know this point in the podcast. I love his question. Well, before one thing before that, 
I was talking to you before the podcast, before Brett came in, and I'm going to ask you both this separately. I would, I'd like you to define what success is to each one of you when it comes, and I'm going to twist it a little bit, to your family and to each other. What is success to you? And then we'll go to Kyle. So I'd like to hear. <laughs> You're lucky. You got Seriously. You, you yeah. get to sit here and <laughs> think, about, think about your answer. I did it on purpose. <laughs> success in your family. In whose family? My family. Yeah. Yes. And. And with each other. Success in that. Yeah. Um, being able to look at my partner and know without a shadow of a doubt that he's got me. He does. So like, yeah. He is my ride or die and I'm his ride or die, but that is success to me. And knowing that my kids can go to bed at night and knowing that mom and dad have always got them, you know, and people can count on us. I know that at the end of the day, whatever happens that will come out of it on top. And, um, I have, I have to maintain that mentality because anymore, that's how you get out on top. Love that. Yeah. How's your relationship? Do you guys have a routine that you talk every morning? Yeah, or how do you win? How do you make sure that it's it's working? How do you make sure that it's growing? Well, we communicate a lot. By yeah. by we you mean uh, both of us. Oh really? Yeah, both yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I just was watching her put words in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's jump to Kyle real quick. Answer that question. Uh success for me and Marissa would be um, having a lot of trust, um, communicating, you know, she, she has to do a lot with the kids cause I, I do work a lot, um, rotating shifts days and nights. So yeah, it's a lot of trust and, and happiness, you know, comes with that. Love that. Love that. My next question, this is for both of you. Really? Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do I see myself in five years? Yes. Um, a successful business owner, uh, thriving. My kids are happy. Um, I'm happy. Uh, well, I'm happy now. That's the thing. But um, in five years, I maybe, I don't know what I said. <laughs> um, you, want, you want to have a bigger house? Yes, most definitely. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's five years so. Like tomorrow. Like tomorrow. He's like maybe a few days. Maybe 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 a week or so after that. Ten acres, ten horses. Yeah. 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 Some chickens. His eggs, man. Yeah. <laughs> no. well, Kyle, that's a lot of thought. I mean, you're you're it seems like a lot of pressure, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So where do you see yourself? Um where do you see the reardons? comfortably yeah living comfortably sorry i didn't mean to just like steal your moment that's what she does <laughs> she likes to steal my moments i'm aware i don't have very many of them what else um yeah being successful in our business uh building it further learning new things um getting the kids doing things more things than what we did as children you know because yeah, you have a 12 year old yeah. In five years. Yeah. Remember being that 12 year old, how we started this conversation? Yeah. That's where you're going to be in five years. That's so wild. To me. Yeah. And, and you've got a lot to show them on, you know, 
it's okay to show them that marriage isn't easy. It's okay to show them that you can work through things and overcome things and, you know, being respectful of each other and, and, and loving each other comes in so many different ways. Right. Yep. Don't quit on yourself is what I heard in this podcast. Yeah. Letting go. I, I'll take that with me for forever. And knowing without a shadow of a doubt, love that quote <laughs> to infinity and beyond into yes i love it you know i Amen. do that every day yes. i go to drop my daughter off and i'm like to infinity <laughs> and beyond you know every, it's it. our thing it's a real thing <laughs> love I you both after kisses before bedtime i have to do that oh you do yeah, yeah. that's great <laughs> it's a real thing in our house yeah anything you want to leave for the audience mm, you kind of jimmy on jimmy me on the spot kyle yeah, anything you want to leave? Give me a minute. Well, if you're feeling down and trying to get through things, and you just know that there's other people out there. You need to talk to somebody. Definitely talk to somebody and listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we, we're excited the, to get you into a class here in yes. the uh, near future. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I am stoked. You guys better be there for when he goes through because oh, it's yeah. about we'll to be, be crazy. Yes. I don't know what to expect. Be prepared be for a long graduation because yeah. all of the Sorensen speak. Oh, every yeah. Everyone. One of them. And yes. that was, oh. a, what do you call it? A dig? Is that a dig or what do you call it? I don't want to, I don't want to dig on them. I am. They all speak. Oh, my Every gosh. one of and them. It's, and it's amazing. Yes. It's always like it. a competition to see who can make the other one cry first. <laughs> yeah. Like my dad, he'll yeah. it, it, without a doubt, every time he's got somebody in that class, he has to be first. Yeah. Funny. And uh, he is first to make you cry your eyes out. Yeah. And really, you know, we look forward to you guys going for it. Yes. And appreciate your time tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you both. That's all. Respect, integrity, passion, personal power, leadership, enthusiasm. This has been the Empowering Youth Podcast from Building Utah Youth. To become part of the 3%, visit Building Utah Youth on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or on our website at buildingutahyouth.org.